0: Primetime Time Replay from MoneyFM FM 89.3 This is it, part three of our three-part special on REITs with wealth experts Jonathan Ang and Kelvin Sito, They're co-authors of Value Investing Expand Your Circle of Competence and they've been taking us on a three-part REITs journey to wealth. You can download part one and part two right now and stay tuned because in this episode, which is our final episode, we're going to determine if a REIT is doing well. We'll look at a mental model for doing that. What are some indicators to determine if a REIT is affordable? And you should pick it up. And we'll also have a look at a healthcare REIT that went public in 2007 at $1.28 per unit, last traded at $2.98. That's more than 124% gain from its IPO price. Some lessons there. Time to welcome my very special guests in our REIT's journey to wealth, Kelvin Sito and Jonathan Ang. Guys, welcome and thanks for being here here.
1: Thank you for having us. Uh, we are so happy to always come back. <laughs>
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, me too. So, so, how do we know if a REIT is doing well? What are some of the vital signs
1: Right, I think one of the key metrics we look at is uh, the, di- the is the distribution per unit. DPU. The DPU, distribution per unit. So for people who are new to REITs, it's none other than the dividend that you're getting per share. So what I want to see is for the DPU to be increasing every single year. So we know for people who are new, I always like to talk about it uh, using this analogy, right? Think about it, you know, when you want to marry someone or when you are finding a partner, right, do you want a partner that's earning more and more money, right, or a partner that's earning lesser and lesser money, right? So I think it's obvious that like we that. want the one that earns more, more money. More <laughs> money.
0: Look for the salary increment rate. So right. this is like the equivalent of it, DPU.
1: Exactly. So when you buy into a store, right, it's something like a marriage, right? I know it's, it may sound <laughs> (laughs) But it really is Because it's something That that you're going to do For long term Right We are not buying And selling stocks overnight We are not buying And selling for 3 months only What we want Is to buy a stock And hold it for the next 5 to 10 years
0: Every year I expect The DPU to go up By what percentage? Is it 3%? 2%? Does it matter?
1: Right So I think that's a Very very good question Michelle So what we want is for the DPU to be increasing at least 5% each year. So when we look at uh, the 10-year average, right, we want this dividends to be growing at least 5%. So let me just explain why, right? I mean, let, let's let take McDonald's, uh, Big Mac, for example, right? The cost of Big Mac 20 years ago in uh, 1998, right? Let's talk about a uh, Big Mac in the US. It was $2.50, right? But Fast forward now in 2019, the Big Mac costs about five dollar thirty cents, right? So you can see that uh, with two fifty, right, you can only if, with two fifty today you can only buy half a Big Mac. So this is a uh, big. I mean, why we are saying this phenomenal is because of this uh, word called inflation, right? Because of inflation, and inflation is always growing at five percent every single year. So if our read cannot pay 5% more dividend every single year, our money is going to get eroded by inflation. So let me just give an example. I mean, we spoke about Parkway Life Read, uh, the previous podcast, yeah. right? So Parkway Life Read is absolutely fantastic, right? So what they, what they did was from uh, 2007 to 2018, mm. they were able to increase their DPU, right? Their dividends per share from 6.32 cents to, th- to 12.87 cents, that's about two times and we're talking about an increase of 6.68% every single year if you were to average it out, Yeah. So, I think that is really one of the key things that we look at, right? Increasing dividends, uh, uh increasing dividends per share mm-hmm. and this increase, it has to be at least Um, 5%. 5%, yes. He's
0: Kelvin Sito. I'm also joined by Jonathan Ang, and they are my wealth experts on our REITs journey to wealth. So Partway Life REIT is a specialized healthcare REIT that invests primarily in hospitals and nursing homes as a background of them. Now, that was established in 2007. 2008, there was a financial crisis. So when it comes to economic and financial instability, in your opinion, guys, John and Kelvin, which REITs or industries did well and, and why? I, I
2: think if you look at all across the board, uh, I think uh, one of the reads that stood out uh, most outstandingly uh, very well, uh, very resilient, is uh, this company, uh, uh, this category, what we call the healthcare REITs. For example, i want like to share with you uh, some facts uh, that we've actually gotten is that um, if you look back then, um, part-way live read itself, the distribution per unit, have actually increased by... it means that uh, Parkway is able to provide more distribution to its shareholders. But, however, you know, when you look back in the stock market, um, the stock price actually fell by 30%. (laughs) So, to us, that was actually a bit uh, uh, um, shocking. But you know something, I I would assume that there'll be some uh, really smart investors who actually saw that, hey, Parkway Live Read, um, the distribution is not affected, but the share price have, have dropped a lot. So if you would bought the Parkway Live Read, for example, at uh, 83 cents in January 2009. Your yield, you, you know, that means what you're going to collect every year. You know, make a guess. It's not five percent, six percent, but it's fifteen point five percent. Meaning you have bought you bought the stock in uh you bought the REIT in uh January two thousand and nine, and you do nothing. Today you are collecting fifteen point five percent yield on a yearly basis. So I would say if let's say we're going to have a crisis coming soon or not, I think one of the best reads to pick up during a crisis would be a healthcare read.
0: Healthcare read. You want to add something, Kelvin? Yeah,
1: and I I think this is a game changer because we're not talking about... uh, Really amazing you, like 15%. I mean, if you have a you of 15%, you're, you're really beating the banks, right? The banks probably give you a 2-3% for yeah. a fixed deposit. And not just that, right? You're paid a handsome capital gain of 250%, right? 250% is actually three and a half times your initial capital. And on top of that, we have a 15.5% dividend. As long as Public live read exists, right, you'll get this for life.
0: This is our final of a three-part episode. You can download all episodes at the MoneyFM podcast page. Last week, we talked about understanding yield accretive acquisition. Property yields tell us how much of an annual return investors are likely to get on their investments. What is the industry benchmark for yield and what are the reasons for the different benchmarks?
1: Yeah, so I think we, when we look at property, you it's it's really the same as you uh, buying a property. For example, let's say if I were to buy a property that's worth one million dollars, obviously I would want uh, at least a U of five percent, meaning five percent of one million dollars. Right, we are talking about fifty uh, k. And why is it that we need a U of you know at least five uh, percent, right? Because when you buy a property, right, we are talking about you know we have to pay a The cost of borrowing, which is about two to three percent, right? We need to uh, set aside some cash. For example, if things break down, right? I need to pay. I need to incur costs to maintain my property. So it's the same as a REIT, just that a REIT has a lot of properties. So when we look at uh, the U for REITs. I would say that, you know, we have uh, different kind of REITs, right? We have healthcare REITs, we have retail REITs, we have industrial REITs. So when you want to compare property, U, you've got to compare REITs in the same segment, right? So for example, let me just give you some examples okay. of uh, REITs in the industrial segment, right? We have Ascenders REIT, we have uh, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, we have uh, Ames M uh, Capital Industrial REIT, we have ESR REIT. Okay, let me just give you uh, some of the... Property U, right? So Ascenders uh, is doing 5.83%. Um, Maple Tree Industrial Trust, 6.25%. IMS M, uh, we're talking about 732 And ESR REIT, 7.5%. Of course, when we look at it from the angle of uh, Property U, right? ESR REIT is doing the best, right? It has the highest property U, Property U of 7.5%. But we always have to fall back onto the DPU. Even though you have a high U, it doesn't mean that you can pay out the most amount of money to your shareholders. Why do I say so? Okay, let's look at Ascenders' REIT. Ascenders' REIT has one of the lower read, uh, lower U as compared to the rest, right? It has a yield of 5.83%. But if Ascenders can get loans, right, at, at a cost that is much lower than the other REITs, right? It can maintain its buildings at a lower cost as compared to its other uh, competitors or its peers, right? Ascender's REIT, they can still be able to pay out really good DPU every single year. Yeah, so property U is a good gauge, right? Mm. But we do not take it entirely, right? It doesn't mean, let's say, if uh, a read is uh, has the lowest property U as compared to its peers, is is the lousiest. It doesn't mean that way, right? right. Mm-hmm. It's good to look at this, but at the end of the day, we still have to look at the DPU. Is it increasing, right? I'd, our shareholders getting their dividends every single year.
0: Got it. Really clear. That's Kelvin Sito there. Also joining me, Jonathan Ang. They're my wealth experts today. Um, okay, how can I determine if a REIT is charging a decent rent? We are talking, of course, about the vital signs today of understanding whether your REIT is doing well or not. So is it important that I determine if the REIT is charging good rents?
2: So it's Kelvin it's here. So I, I guess uh, when we look at... A read whether they are charging uh, appropriate rents. I at the end of the day, um, it's something where I think only a read manager could assess it accurately. As an investor, usually I will say, hey, if I'm buying this read, my targeted dividend per year is about five point five percent or six percent. If I'm hitting their target, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite happy about it because. I do feel that the REIT manager is doing a great job collecting, um, uh, uh, charging uh, reasonable rentals for tenants. So I usually leave it up to the REIT manager to decide and I trust in his abilities um, to actually charge a reasonable rental for, for the shareholders. Would
0: I look at weighted average lease expiry or the whale profile?
2: Oh, I I think that's a great point to mention. Uh, but before I move on to uh, Will, I just want to mention one thing, is uh as as investor that we invest in REIT, we we look at something called the portfolio occupancy. So if you look at a uh, Parkway REIT, the occupancy is actually oh you want
0: to come back to my occupancy question.
2: Yeah, oh, sure, sure,
0: definitely. <laughs> okay, so I'll just preface that so that the listener can understand. Before the break, we were talking about Parkway Life REIT. They're a specialised healthcare REIT that invests in hospitals and nursing homes. And I asked whether it was important to understand uh, the REIT's occupancy rate in understanding whether or not it is performing well. Go ahead.
2: All right, so um, so this is something that's really important. It's called a portfolio uh, occupancy rate. So if you really t- take a look at Parkway REIT, um, the underlying assets that it owns is uh, Glen Eagles, uh, is Elizabeth and also a couple of nursing homes in Japan. So actually make a guess, the occupancy rate is really incredible. In li- incredibly high. Yeah. It's 99.6%. Wow. Okay. So it means that you know all the available spaces in all the properties that they own is fully um, uh, leased out to uh, the tenants. And I think this is really a very important uh, thing to look at because we want the properties to be fully utilised so that we can make the maximum rental income for the shareholders. I mean, you can't really have a property and then it's only uh, 50% uh, occupied. Hmm. It means that the REIT manager is not doing a, a good job.
0: Yeah, okay, speaking of the REIT manager, how do I assess if the REIT manager is doing well in the long term?
1: Right. So I think uh, one thing we can look at is the will, right? So let me just uh, give an example. For example, what uh, what good it is, right? Let's say if I tell you the occupancy rate is a hundred percent, but I uh, but I give you a new piece of information that all the tenants are going to leave, right? They are going to stop renting from uh, the units. Uh, maybe tomorrow, right? Let's say all the tenants will fly away tomorrow. <laughs> so you have occupancy rate that's going to become that's going to from uh, that's going to go from hundred percent to zero percent overnight, right? So occupancy rate is something that we look in the short term, but in the long term we are going to look at the will, right? So what is will? Okay, you got to understand in the. Uh, when we look at uh, REITs, we are actually looking at a lot of properties and these properties have a lot of tenants, right? Some tenants are in it for seven years, some 10 years, some five years. There's so many, many different kinds of tenants. So what Will does, uh, basically Will means a weighted average lease expiry. What it tells us is for accounting for all the tenants, right? accounting accounting for all the space that they take and the amount of years that they are going to lease uh, the property from the REIT, On average, you know, accounting for everyone, how many years are the tenants in the portfolio, how many years are they going to stay? So if I have a will of four years, right, it, it kind of means that, you know, all the tenants in my REIT portfolio, they actually have a lease that's being signed with the read manager and they're going to stay for the next four years, right? So, same thing. If you have a way of 10 years, which is really excellent, right? Got it. Your tenants are going to stay for 10 years.
0: Okay, you guys have been so generous. Uh, Is there a benchmark? Like, do I want it to be at least six years or five years?
2: So, I think in this case, uh, it's very unique. Like, I, I think it's very unique. Like, for example, uh, if you're looking for healthcare REIT, uh, the benchmark that I would tell all the listeners out there and something I prefer a lot is, yeah. is, is actually six years. Alright? Okay. So, six years for healthcare reads And for retail reads, um, the tendency is three that… To three, it, about it, two to
1: three. Yeah. yeah it, it, it's quite short.
2: It, it, it may not any. be six years. It's going to be uh, two to three years. Because, you know… As the economy starts to improve, you know, shopping malls tend not to sign on long leases, because um, then they can't increase the rental, and then they can't actually uh, earn more money for for the unit holders. So they tend to sign about two to three years, so that every time it's uh, 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 up for renewal, they, they will negotiate and they'll increase the rental, and this actually uh, gives us. Uh, gives them more income to be distributed to us as uh, the unit holders.
0: I have thousands more questions from my favorite <laughs> wealth experts, Jonathan ung and Kelvin Sito. Um, what are some factors to determine everybody wants to buy a REIT at you know a dollar something which was uh, the reality for partway Life REIT I think it was $1.28 dollar 28 when it went public 2007 gosh I just looked at it and it's uh, last traded to 298 imagine that right 124% gain from IPO price how do i determine if a REIT is cheap All right so I think for me um uh, one of
2: the common ways that we would like to see um, is this uh, valuation matrix called a price to book ratio. So, for example, if you know that this read uh, price to book uh, per share is probably a-, a dollar, right? And if I were to pay a one dollar to buy the share, this means that I'm paying a price to book of one times. That means the price is one dollar. The book value per share is one dollar. If I'm paying one dollar, that means it's a price to book of one times. But I think the more important crucial thing is that while Many investors focus on this metric called price to book. For my personal preference is that I like to uh, look at this thing called the dividend yield. Because every single time when we choose to put our money into a certain investment, our criteria is to say, hey, you know, what's the return that we potentially could get out of this? So apart from just looking at, you know, like what we talk about, the will, the the, uh, portfolio occupancy rate, my benchmark is that a REIT has to give me more than 5.5% um, dividend you If a Read that is unable to do that for me, I would you know consider that to be a read that is not suitable and I may not want to invest in it.
0: You guys have been crystal clear with your benchmarks. I thank you for illuminating REITs with me over three episodes. I know you have an online course that you want to share with our listeners. Uh, you have about sixty seconds on the clock. Go ahead.
1: Right. So we know that this uh three podcasts may not be enough for listeners who want to learn more. We're actually gonna launch uh this uh Pro, uh, online program online series of online videos to talk more about uh, you know reads how exactly are you going to find the numbers it's going to be a very step-by-step process and you know for listeners who want to opt-in it's not out yet right but we are uh, we are actually uh, gathering opt-ins right if you want to opt-in uh, you can head to our website which is uh, www. www the full dot com slash dividend right so let me just repeat that again mm-hmm. www. the fulltimeinvest dot com can I learn online at my own time yes of course anytime you're traveling even in if you're in your toilet <laughs> you can learn <laughs> uh,
0: oh, wonderful so the course is not ready yet but it will be yes so you're taking early opt-ins
1: yes and you know once it's out we'll notify uh people who have Opted in early and will yeah. give a special discount. Wow,
0: <laughs> early birds! You heard yes. it first here on Money FM. Okay, guys. Uh, final word on REITs. About maybe uh, one thought each from you guys.
2: I, I think uh, very importantly is that um, in Singapore we are so blessed to have a lot of properties that are structured in a in a in a REIT structure, and I think um, not many countries actually have uh, very strong REITs like us in Singapore. And it's so important for us, especially uh, when you talk about um, uh, retirees who want to have a stable source of income, yep. to really explore REITs because...
0: Take advantage
2: of them. Take advantage of REITs. And this, we are, our REITs are very well regulated yep. uh, by the MAS, by the government. And, you know, getting 5 to 6% is way more... Better than you know, um, having your fixed deposit rate at perhaps like two to three percent. We're
0: gonna have to leave it there. A lot of treasures in this three part special, your REIT's journey to wealth. You can download all three episodes and listen again because there's been so much shared by Jonathan Ang and Kelvin Sito. My very special guests. Thank you so much, guys. Before acting on the information on Money FM.